0: You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Jay Campbell is with us this morning, and we're going to continue on in my story series. And this series, so far, we've got to look at What a testimony really is and how a testimony is actually one of our weapons against Satan. So Satan tries to deceive us and Scripture teaches that we can be victorious by the word of our testimony. And what that is, is what we've already seen God do. Amen. We've all seen God work. So we know that he's capable of victory. Actually, we know that he's already got victory. Amen. He is victorious. And then last week, Pastor Brandon from Anchor Church was here and shared with us about accountability and the importance of really holding each other accountable. He talked about vertical accountability between us and God and how everything is just rooted in that. And then he discussed horizontal accountability, how we can be accountable one to another and how that just helps us to grow and to be the Christ followers that we're called to be. And this morning, we're going to look at Really the idea of community and how doing life together really makes a difference in the life of a believer. And I don't know uh, how many of you know AJ, but being up here on stage is not easy for him. Um, he's an introvert. He doesn't really like people looking at him. And this is way out of his comfort zone being up here. So AJ, knowing how nervous you get in front of people, Uh, especially when they're all looking at you and they're all just waiting to hear your story. Why would you even do this? Like, is sharing your story really worth it. I'm doing this because you asked me. I appreciate that.
1: And I'm not going to lie, when you first asked me and knowing our relationship, I thought you were either joking or desperate. And uh, I came to realize quickly that neither one of those were the case. Um, Yeah, this is extremely hard for me. Uh, My knees are knocking already. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I couldn't think of a good reason not to do it, and trust me, I, I tried. And um, so uh, yeah, the way I see it, everybody's got their own journey, their own path. Mine's not the same as yours or anybody else's. And you know, by sharing my story, you know, maybe there's somebody I can reach that you can't reach because you haven't struggled with what I've struggled with. So Sorry, yeah, That's how I'm looking at it right now.
0: And we appreciate you um, taking that step. We're going to be blessed by your story. Um, Just a a few just rapid, really quick questions just so they get to know you a little better. And so you can kind of just talk, man. Like, tell them about who you are. So you've been here at Impact since before launch. Um, Almost since the very beginning of this whole Impact thing. And some people may not know this, but you don't live very close. You are in Warrenville, which is Aiken, really. And so you have a 45, 50-minute drive that you make. So what made you interested in Impact, and why have you stuck around?
1: Um, Yeah, so a little bit of my history. I uh, was born and raised in the Church of God, same church my whole entire life from when I was a baby until I started coming here. And, you know, growing up, I didn't know any different. I would bring friends, and it would... That would be, of course, you know, when people were running around speaking in tongues, and it would freak my friends out. So that was always fun. But um, I didn't know any different. I enjoyed it growing up, and then um, there were a couple things that happened, you know, when I was in college, and it kind of—I don't want to say turned me off to, you know, everything that I had been raised in. But I just—I was getting to feel like where I was, I wasn't being fed spiritually. I wasn't getting anything out of it. It was. Hey, I'm going to church just because it's what I've always done. And, um, so I, I, I dealt with that for a while, and, um, I was on shift work out at, uh, SRS. And, um, this was definitely a guy thing, but, uh, this, this guy was put on shift with me. Uh, this pastor, y'all might know him. It's this guy. <laughs> And um, just, just through conversations, like you told me you were planning a church, we had conversations about, you know, uh, what your vision was for it. You showed me some um, not-so-great videos of you uh, talking about No Grow Show.
0: we have come a long way.
1: Yes, you have. Yes, you have. And um, so, yeah, we just started talking about it. And it got me interested because, you know, I, had, I was looking, but not actively. So, you know... We we just got to talking about it, and I got a little interested, and then um, there was was one weekend. Ashley and the kids were away, and you were lonely, so I came and hung out with you for a day, and we had had a good time. You you showed me Harlem. You showed me uh, North Harlem, which was still under construction. This is where we're going to be meeting. It's going to be great, and it's where we are now. Amen. Yay. Um, And then um, in the conversation that night, you did something that uh, really – had an impact on me. And I don't think you realize just how the how uh, how much it meant to me. Being introverted and having self-confidence that's you know not even on on the scale. Uh having people tell me that I can do something and that they believe in me but not you know overdo it like, oh my gosh, you're gonna do great, you're gonna be phenomenal, you're gonna be the best, that freaks me out. But uh we had a conversation that night and you were like, you know what, have you ever considered doing media? I think you'd be really great in that. And I got me thinking, huh, maybe, maybe. And Andrew, ever since then, has wished that you did not have that conversation with me. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that really meant a lot to me thinking, you know, he doesn't just want me, maybe he wants me to come and not just be a face. He wants me to be part of a team, you know. Focus on what impact's gonna be all about. And that, that really did mean a lot to me. And I don't think I've ever really told you just how much that influenced my decision to come and be part of this family.
0: Well, Matt, we're glad that you made that decision. Um, so why are you still here? So that's why you started coming. Uh, why? I mean, it's been a year and a half, two years, and you're still here. So there, there's a reason. The paycheck that I don't get. Oh, Awesome.
1: Uh, no, no. Um, I I love it. I I've, I've build relationships with people, which for me is is extremely hard because I'm so introverted. I am never going to be at the welcome table welcoming people because, hey, seats, coffee. That that I'm not that person. I I don't. I don't want to say I don't like people, but talking to people is not my thing. But I've built relationships with people here that I never would have, people that I've grown to love, and they're my family. And uh, so, for me, this is home.
0: Yeah, we see in Romans twelve five, um, Paul's writing to the church in, in Rome, and he says this, he says, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. So, that just reminds me of... what you're talking about that and maybe you don't want to do first impressions you're not energetic and amazing with the conversation stuff like um like elena is so you rather be in the background serving but it doesn't mean that what you do is any less important right than someone who's at the door um we had people in here last night when we were setting up sweeping and and mopping and people never see that but what they do is is so important so as a body like every member, right, serves one another. So we get to do that as a family and you're getting to do that here at Impact. Um, so what has God revealed to you over the last year and a half, two years, just through these relationships that you've built? How has that helped you grow in God's love? Um,
1: these relationships, they, they really helped me grow as a person and come out of my shell, I would say. Like, like Dustin said, I live in Warrenville, 45 minutes away. I could use that as a cop out to not come to set up on Friday nights for community events that we do. And it would be really easy for me to do that. Like, ooh, you know, driving to Harlem two, three times a week, uh, that's a lot. Um good move. Keep trying. Uh uh, but yeah, these relationships, like, I've got people I've talked to. I enjoy like I come I enjoy coming here on Friday nights for the fellowship, which you know that's a big thing for me. And these community events that we do like two years ago, like even in Aiken, five minutes down the road, it would have been hard to get me to a community event where I'd have to communicate with people. But uh, we do these community events here, and like you could ask me to be at the welcome table, and you know, yeah, I'm not going to be a lane all perky, like,
0: hey, how you doing?
1: But, I mean, (laughs) I got a thumbs up from your husband, so. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, like doing community events, I enjoy actually coming and you know seeing people get something out of what we have to provide and you know talking to them a little bit just not a lot
0: yeah man so just to kind of just wrap all this up you were looking for something different but not really looking for something different uh we had conversations at work and uh the spirit just led you you know to to impact and um you started serving you started building relationships and you can just see the growth that's happened um not just vertically your growth with with God, but also your growth with other people and how those relationships have just done something um in your life and before we get into like your story, I just wanna pray really quick and then we're gonna we're gonna dig in, and um I really want you guys as we pray just to pray as he shares and opens up, and he's just gonna be a little vulnerable this morning um so as I'm praying, you guys just pray silently that the Spirit just uses A.J. this morning and works through him. God, we, we come to you. We love you. And we're here because of you. And I'm praying now that as, as A.J. opens up and shares the story that you have led him to share in this place today, that people are changed because of your Spirit. That people's hearts and minds are, are forever different. They're forever transformed because of who you are, because of the words that you're going to speak through your servant today. And God, we're going to give you the honor and the glory and the praise. We pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. So life doesn't always go as we plan. Um, You can ask my wife. She did not plan to marry someone like me. Um, But 10 years later, she's living her best life. And even if it doesn't go as you plan, God knows what he's doing. So he he always orders those steps for us. But can you talk about a time in your life where you really struggled with who you were as a person, uh, where you were in life, maybe not not much hope for the future. and You just didn't really know what life was all about in that moment.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So a little bit more of my history. Uh, Growing up, I went to private school through the sixth grade. It was essentially the same group of kids every year. Wasn't a lot of change. And then in the seventh grade I transferred to public school for the first time and talk about a culture shock. That was rough. Uh there was a lot of new people. I didn't know most of them. I was really out of my element. And so I'd always been a shy kid, but then I sunk more into myself. And um around high school, I don't I don't know exactly when when it started or how or why, but you know, dark thoughts started pervading my mind all the time and I didn't have a lot of I didn't have a lot of close friends that I could confide in, talk to about what was going on with me. Um and then, you know, graduation happened, everybody went out to college, and I was I was stuck at home. And um my freshman year of college, I had I had some some rough things go on. It was probably the roughest my the spring semester of my freshman year. Um I was at a I was at a youth conference. I, I remember this very, very clearly because this is probably the darkest time I've experienced. Um I was at a youth conference with my youth group, uh one that we've been to before. I loved it. I loved going every year. And um there were there was this uh this friend these friends that I had. They were a couple. We worked together um when I broke up with my girlfriend the Previous semester, they'd helped me through it, and they'd been there. I thought we were going to be lifelong friends, close, for the rest of our lives. And um, I don't don't know, I don't remember how it happened, what happened, what caused it. But I ended up basically getting cursed out via text message. Our friendship was deteriorated, and these dark thoughts that I thought I, I had buried and covered up, just came back like a tidal wave and I felt like I was suffocating. And um it truly was a God thing that this happened at a youth conference and not at home when I was by myself because I don't know what would have happened if I had been alone with without other people around me. And um I didn't really have anybody I could confide in. So that that it was a dark day. I was standoffish. We went we went to the youth conference at the next night, and uh, Pastor Glenn Walters, one of my favorite pastors, he preached a message that was meant for me. And the point of it was, sometimes you have to get broken down so God can build you back up. And um, everything wasn't all hunky-dory after that. I wasn't all happy. And you know what, I can, uh, This is, it's fine, Just you know water off my back. But that message resonated with me and it stayed with me. And it was something I had to keep reminding myself, you know, this too shall pass. Something greater is waiting for me on the other side of this. And um then a uh, couple months later, I had a, I had a nephew born and he was born with a with a with a defect within which ended up with him having to have his foot amputated. And I didn't exactly realize just how bad it was until my mom got off the phone with my sister and told me that she had been crying. And to know my sis- this sister, she's the one who's very tough emotionally, you know, n- nothing really gets to her, at least that she's going to show people. So when mom said, I just got off the phone, Didi was crying, I knew it was rough. I, I knew we were in for a tough time, and I, all I could think of was why, why God, why, why? I can understand why you let me go through what I had to go through when that really deep pit that you know I'm, you're digging me out of. What did my nephew do to deserve this? He's an innocent little baby. Like he's gonna go through life with troubles and issues, and it's gonna be so much worse for him. And he did nothing to deserve that. And he's 12 years old now. I look at him. There's nothing that he can't do that my other nieces and nephews can't do. And when I look at him now, all I can think of is he's going to have an amazing testimony about how great our God is. And things may be dark, but he, he God can pull you out of anything and, and make it change for the better.
0: Amen. I think something that you mentioned is really important just to hit on is that when you got in this really dark place, um, these, these thoughts that, um, kind of just made your insecurities come back up, you know, of not being good enough, having no purpose, nobody likes you, just all this stuff. And we talked a, a, a month or so ago about comparison and what that does to us, right? When we compare ourselves with other people. So if we compare our friendships with other people's friendships or our purpose with someone else's purpose and just the, the detriment of doing that and, You went through that and then you heard a message that is, hey, sometimes you have to be broken down so God can build you back up to how he wants you to be, right? And it would be easy to stop the story there and just say, man, I heard this message and it was really encouraging and everything was better, but that's not the truth, right? And I think we miss that sometimes that we get some encouragement and we think that, man, the pastor said something that was just for me. And we leave encouraged, but then the next day the thoughts come back. And But we stop the story, right? And we say, hey, we're encouraged, so so we're good. And that's not how it works most of the time. And I just want to be honest with you this morning that if you're going through discouragement or depression or whatever it is, that just because you're encouraged one day doesn't mean that the next day is going to be just as good. You may struggle the next day with the same same thoughts and the same feelings and and god shows up every day right the scripture teaches us that his mercies are new every single day that he wants to pour his grace on us more and more and more and we get to allow his love to just penetrate who we are but it doesn't mean that just because we heard a message or just because we got encouraged that everything is hunky-dory that's not how life works and I, i don't want you to leave here thinking that that's the truth. Because the truth is, man, we had a good day today. And tomorrow may not be a good day. And we need God to come through tomorrow as well. And that's the truth. And so I'm glad you didn't stop the story that you still asked, hey, why? Two months later, after that darkest moment, something else happened and you're, you're saying why to God. And how many of you, don't raise your hand. But how many of you have ever just been there going through a situation and just thinking, God, why is this happening? Why am I going through this? I don't understand. I don't deserve it. Or they don't deserve it. Or he doesn't deserve it. Or she doesn't deserve it. I don't, I don't have a clue what you're doing. It kind of seems like you don't really care about me. It kind of seems like your love is just, is somewhere that I can't grasp. I can't get it. I don't understand, and we're constantly asking why. And I I believe that we've all been there at some point. Do you still get these thoughts? So this was in college. Obviously, you're older than that now. You're not in college anymore. And do you still get some of those thoughts of why or those insecurities of, man, I'm just not good enough or whatever that may be in your case?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that's something that I deal with all the time. There have been days where, you know, um, it's a day off of work. I have nothing going on. It's easy to stay in the bed all day, and still be exhausted at the end of the day. So, yeah, I I mean, it's it's a struggle, but, I mean, um, train of thought was lost. Sorry. Um, so, I have this uh, this tattoo on my arm. It says, "You will be found." People ask me all the time what it means. He's asked me like five times. He can never remember. Um, so, uh, appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so, I am a I'm a theater nerd. Uh, I love live theater. I think it's the greatest art form. I can sit and watch you know like five plays in a row and be perfectly happy. Um, so, I found, I discovered this, this musical a few years ago. It's called, uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Plug, the movie comes out next month. I encourage all parents with teenagers to take them to see it. Uh, and, um, I, I saw people talking about it online about how great and how wonderful it is and the story was positive. We had a great message, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, okay, I'll check it out. Um, not gonna lie, when I listened to the, the cast recording, I, I cried. No shame. And um, so the main character, Evan Hansen, that part could have been written about me, for me. He's a teenager. He's socially awkward. He's got deep social anxiety. You know, it's kind of like me right now, talking to people. He's sweating bullets and stuttering. And um, I was like, oh, wow, that's me. That's deep. Um, the end of Act One takes place at an assembly for one of uh, Evan's fellow students who has committed suicide. And it's it's a memorial assembly to make sure that people remember him and know that they're not alone. And the final song is called, You Will Be Found, hence the tattoo. And um, it starts off as Evan's speech at the assembly. And I'm going to read the chorus. I'm not going to sing it. That's Andrew's job, not mine. The chorus goes, even when the dark comes crashing through, when you need a friend to carry you, and when you're broken on the ground, you will be found. So let the sun come streaming in, because you'll reach up and you'll rise again. Lift your head and look around, you will be found. Um, That's the song that made me cry, once again, no shame. And um, so this musical is not about church or Christ or religion, but when I heard that song, I felt like it was a song I could have heard in church or a message that I could have heard. We could be in a deep, dark pit, but all we have to do is reach out our hand and God's there to grab it, either by doing it himself, sending someone, you know, into our lives who can help us out of that. We just have to be willing to look up and reach out our hands and ask for help from him and he'll be there. And so that's why I got that tattoo, so I can look down at it every day and remind myself, I'm not alone. God God's there and all I have to do is, is reach out.
0: Yeah, man, that's a that's powerful song for sure. Um in First Thessalonians five fourteen we see it says, And we urge you brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint hearted, help the weak, and be patient with them all. So what well, Paul again is writing to a different church here is that live in community with one another. And when someone is hurting and they're fainthearted, help them. When they're weak, help them. And that's what we get to do as a, as a family. And as we share our stories, we get to know when people need help, the areas they need help in. They get to to see our our flaws, our failures, our shortcomings, where we struggle. And then they get to rally behind us and help what does not happen in life groups or community here at Impact Church is judgment right that's not what we do we we love each other we hold each other accountable so sometimes there may be some talks that we're not very comfortable with but we get to do that because we truly love one another we're truly doing life together and we're truly trying to live out the fact that man we want to help our brothers and our sisters who are discouraged or who are faint-hearted or who are weak and man we have to have patience but something that AJ mentioned and we're gonna we're gonna end here uh, with this Romans 12 2 says do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect so here's Here's what I I want us to really understand today is that when we go through discouragement, when we're facing depression, when we have anxiety, that it's really easy to conform to what the world tells us to do with those thoughts. And what the world says to do with those thoughts is to run away from Jesus. The world tells us that, man, there's something that can That can help you. There's something that will take your mind off of that. Or maybe you're just not even worth even being here anymore. And people end up taking their lives. Because they don't think that they have purpose. And maybe they didn't have community around them. And I don't want you to misunderstand me. Because I don't believe that we should tell people that are struggling with depression or discouragement. Or maybe some suicidal thoughts that. Jesus loves you and you need to stop thinking that way. That's not how it works. And as a church, we have to get better about those conversations. Sometimes those people need professional conversations to take place that we can't handle. And we can't be so arrogant that we think that we we can solve everybody's issues. And then there's other times where people are just depressed and they're going through this, that they begin relationships with believers and they begin to live in community as A.J. has over the last few years. And their life begins to change. They stop conforming to what the world says and their mind is transformed by the Spirit of God. And I know that there's people sitting in this room that are going through some difficulties. Some difficulties. I know there's people in this room right now that are discouraged. There's people in this room right now that are, that are feeling that anxiety. That they're living through depression. And you have a choice to make each and every day. And the choice is I can conform to what the world is telling me that I need to do. I can conform to the thought that I'm not worthy that no one likes me, that I'll never be good enough, that I don't have purpose. Or we can be transformed by the renewing of our thoughts because the Spirit tells you that you are worthy because God's worthy. And as a believer and as His kid, guess what? You have His righteousness. He's called you to something so you do have purpose in life. Your purpose is to bring Him glory. Your purpose is to serve in the body of Christ. And you're good enough not because of who you are. And I'm good enough not because of who I am. I'm good enough because the blood of Jesus covers me. So it's not about me because I die every single day and I allow Christ to live through me. And that's what Paul teaches to the church. That it's no longer us who should be living. That is Christ who should be living within us. So here's my question as we close this morning. My question is, when you go through these moments of discouragement, of despair, of life not working out like you thought it should work out, are you conforming to what the world says? Are you being transformed by the renewing of your mind? Because as we say often here at Impact, the devil's first attack is in your brain. Because if he can get you thinking some things, then he can get you doing some things. So what we need is we need the Spirit to fall and to move. In our lives, and we're going to do something a little different this morning as we close. But I just—I really feel led this morning because I truly believe that if we're going to be honest with one another, we're going to be real with one another. We're going to really have that community that we talk about. I think that there's people sitting in this room right now that that they're going through something in their life. That there's some discouragement. Going on. That there's maybe some depression or some anxiety, or maybe there's just confusion. You have no idea what's going to happen next. And I'm going to ask you to do something that I usually don't ask you to do this morning. But that's kind of been the theme of today because AJ would never have come up here on his own. So I'm even going to ask AJ to, to step down here, but I want you to have the boldness to trust. In God. And what I want to do is, I want everyone who's struggling to come down here up front together as a family. If you're going through something in your life, I want you to come down front and I want to pray over you. And we're going to let the Spirit of God do what only He can do. And we're going to trust Him for that. So if you would just make your way. Down front, Everyone who's going through something this morning. And we're going to pray to the one who loves us more than anyone else. And we're going to watch God do something in the lives of people. And we're going to give him the honor and the glory and the praise for that. So let's pray this morning together. God, we love you. God, we thank you that you loved us so much that even in our rebellion and our sin, you decided that you would still die for us. God, and that you came to give us life eternally, but you also came to give us life to the fullest here and now. God, and there's people all over this room who are hurting. God, who are discouraged. Who are anxious, who are depressed, who are confused. God, and and those feelings are real and we don't want to dismiss those feelings. But we know that you you and you alone can give us victory. God, we know that you're working all things out for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. And God, this morning as as these people stand in the front of this room, God, I pray blessings upon them. God, I pray encouragement Upon them. God, I pray that you begin to change their mind, that you renew their thoughts, that they begin to, to truly focus on you like never before, understanding that these thoughts may continuously pop up, but they don't define who we are. You do. God, and we're praying for breakthrough and victory for each and every person right now. God, and I pray that as you're working in hearts and minds, that you also help us to be the friends and the brothers and the sisters that you've called us to be. That as we live life in community, God, that we lift each other up, that we bear one another's burdens, that we pray for one another, that we we help push one another forward. And God, when we need to, that we admonish one another as well. And it's all for your sake and for your glory. And so that the kingdom of God will be expanded. God, I pray that the church becomes what you've always wanted it to be. And that's a people, a family, a body serving one another and changing the world. God, I want you to to put it in our hearts this morning, that you have a purpose for our life, no matter our age, no matter our economic status, no matter the problems that we have going on in life, that you have a purpose and a calling for us. So God, as we leave this place today, going to we're going to praise you for victory. God, we're going to leave this place and we're going to look back at August 22nd, 2021 and say, that's the day. That's the day that God changed my life. God, I'm reclaiming that this morning. thank you for your grace. We pray all these things in Jesus' name and all God's people say. amen. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.